Welcome to the Real Housewives podcast, where we break down the gossip and the glam of your favorite Bravo liberties. I'm your girl, DeBay, and joining me is the podcast king, the king of podcasting, DeGill. I want to go on a date. <laughs> Ramona. Her moans. Moans. That was so true. That tr- horny, that horny gal. <laughs> she thought that she was being a good friend. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna <laughs> see what Luann's up to. I'm gonna stay behind and make sure she comes along. And then she finds out Tinsley's not here. She's out on a date and she's so resentful. He's not for you. He's not for you. Why is he for you? You can't claim it's a free him. Country. You don't own him. It's a free country. You don't own him. She is one horn dog. She is, oh my gosh, she, I just, she should just She is moist rub one 24-7. Out. <laughs> moist. Stop. The night Stop. was moist. Oh my God. Okay, so this episode. Wow. The women are still on vacation in Miami. Miami. <laughs> and there were not one, no. not two, no. but three emotional breakdowns. And like legit emotional breakdowns. Yeah. Even Barbara, however contained hers was, she... What was the common thread of all three? Bethany Frankel. No, yes. But what was the more common thread of all three? What was the cause of all three? Mean Girl? What? Luann was at the center of all. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. It was Luann. I I don't know why I said Bethany. Because Bethany played a hand. Oh, she did. By the way... Did she ever stop talking? Like the entire episode, she does not shut up. It's exhausting for an introvert like me. Oh, you're an introvert now? Is that what do you mean now? How long have you known me? Shall we start with the breakdowns one after another? See how I quickly moved off of that subject? Why? You think you're an introvert? Maybe you are an introvert. We stray. I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay. We can break that down on on our own personal podcast later. You're an extroverted introvert. We have a personal podcast, like we have a Finsta. I meant not here. Okay, so... Finsta, so cool. You're so old when you say stuff like that. So cool, the Finsta. (laughs) The baseball. All right, so let's start with the first one. First one is Babs. Barbara breaks down, and I really, in that moment, I really felt for her, and I absolutely... Fell in love with her. Okay. But give, give the backstory on the Barbara breakdown. So Barbara, who has largely been minding her own business, right? She went on a run by herself. Then she's out there with the trainer by herself. Barbara is really trying to get the body. <laughs> what? The body. She's really trying to get it together. No, that's not why, though. Why? She was doing her own thing because Luann ditched her. Okay, Luann, who he, she has been nothing but supportive of, right? Right. Ditched her, but... So she comes back into the house, but let's let's start the origin, at least what we were shown. She comes back in the house, and basically all of the mean girls tell her that her energy sucks. I know. Out of nowhere. Based on what? Based on nothing. She's maybe being a little bit reserved and somber because she's just kind of observing, observing where do I fit in? I'm not going to overly insert myself because she knows what her lane is. And she's trying to be there. She's brought in because she's supportive to Luann. And Luann completely abandoned her because she's so selfish. Okay, but but like uh, I think we, we almost... Like, 
this one has less the, – the early part of this show breakdown of, of, of Barbara has less to do with Luann than it does. She walks into the room. She gets ambushed. She gets accused of having bad energy. She's like, what the fuck? Why do I have bad energy? I just walked into this room with Mean Girls. And she makes the great analogy. Do you ever get dropped off at camp for six weeks? You wave goodbye to your parents. And then you just you, – you're basically – Stand there alone. For the next six weeks, the Mean Girls go after you. She yeah. goes, this is that camp. Yeah, and it's and so boring. true. And, and then your girl, Bethany, and this is where I think you are, right? This is where I am. So this is what I'm, I'm going to say. There were three emotional breakdowns. They're all related to Luann. However, isn't it interesting that it's kind of Bethany who kind of starts, lights the match, and then she's the one that puts it out so she gets to look like the hero. Who's the girl? That, uh, Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls? Was she the, the lead blonde yes. mean girl? It, it's, it, it was basically Bethany was right at front and center calling her b- bad energy Barbara, right? Bad energy Barbara. And then the same person who's making the accusation then plays hero. Yeah, and it's like hugs her and it's like, it's okay, you're going to be okay. By the way, Don't I'm worry. not going to stop talking ever. I'm never going to stop talking. It's going to be a constant stream of me and my voice, my horrible Bethany voice, my horrible Bethany energy just coming at you. But I'm going to save you because we're going to all bitch together about Luann later. Don't worry about it. That's how we'll, that's that's how we'll how connect. We'll, bond. we'll exactly. connect. We'll connect because we'll be we'll, bitchy. We'll accept you because you're, you're on our team now and bitching against Luann. It's so mean, girls. I in that moment, I really felt for Barbara, and I hope she really gets an opportunity to extend her stay with the Real Housewives of New York because I love her now. She even said, "Do you want me to leave?" And Bethany's like, "No, no, 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 no. No, we need you here. We need you here because I need uh, an audience for all my talking, and right. Uh, right. I need you to uh, back me up. Whatever I say goes, and you're going to be a minion." Okay, so that was the early that was the early breakdown on the show, right? Breakdown number two. Breakdown number two Breakdown, was breakdown. You busted. Sonia. Sonia. So she was basically bullied by Bethany to going to an AA meeting with Luann. Is it called AA when you're... Yeah. Yes. And then she felt very triggered. Maybe she had a very traumatic experience. What she was trying to explain to Luann on their car ride back after the meeting right. is, listen, I, I'm an empathetic person. I really take on these people's stories and I feel them and it makes me feel helpless. I want to help them. And it weighs heavily on my heart. Yes. So on the heels of Luann trying to shame her into a meeting last week, right. Bethany then, much to Luann's happiness sort of corroborates the viewpoint, says, yeah, go to a meeting, go to a meeting. Sonia, to her credit, right? I don't think I would have had this good of an attitude about it. Sonia's like, yeah, I'll go. I'm open to it. I'll go. By the way, it should be pointed out, Luann makes her wait at the front of the house Mm -hmm. for extra minutes before they go. So they go. Luann's all dressed up. That's the first thing. Sonia's like, uh, you didn't tell me I had to dress up for this thing. They go to the AA meeting. Yeah, remember? She was like... Oh. No, she's like, you're too dressed up. Luann says, you're you're a little bit too provocative. There's men there who are really fighting temptation every day of their oh, lives. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Okay. Well, they go to the meeting, and like you said, they come back, and, and, and Sonia, very, and very honest, is like, hey, look, the guy who's homeless, there was another story in there, like, I feel terrible. And she tried broaching the subject, but it didn't really take. Not with Luann, nope. They get to the uh, the Hyde Hotel. Very cloudy day where the pool. By the way, have you ever been to the Hyde? Very ritzy on South Beach. I've never stayed. It's very expensive. They get there. 
and um, did you just roll your eyes at me, by the way? <laughs> yes, I did. I never stayed there. I'm not bragging. I never stayed there. So um, then the first thing that triggers Sonia is the, the bench is wet. Yeah, just it in seems the, like... In ev- the, not the cabana, the cabana. Did you catch that? No, who said it that way? Uh, someone. I think it might have been Luann. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. I think Cabana. Every, I think every... Yeah, if anyone's going to say it like that, it would either be Ramona, I, who mispronounces everything, or Luann. But yeah, everything seems to be setting her off just because I feel that she's dissatisfied. She doesn't feel heard. She feels like she probably has all of these emotions inside of her. And I've, I've felt that before. I've been there before where you're just so... You, you feel depleted or disappointed or whatever the feeling is. You're just not feeling good or settled because you've just experienced or witnessed something that just doesn't feel right within your own body. And so then every little thing sets you off and you just have to express disappointment. Even if it's the seat is wet and there's sand here and oh, every little thing is bothering me because you're you're not in a good place. You feel really unsettled. And I think it was really wonderful that the women recognized it immediately. They, they weren't judgy. They didn't yeah. like come down on her. They immediately sort of surrounded her and were like, we're, it's okay, we're here. She, she spirals pretty quickly. She spirals pretty quickly. Well, I think she had a whole car ride. She did. To really get it, to that place. But it's still sort of, uh, by the way, and I don't know who said Cabana. It could have been Sonya herself, but that's not the point. But, she, but he, they, you're right, but at the moment at that Cabana, it it feels like a quick spiral. Like, because all of a sudden nothing makes sense. Like, why is it bothering her so much about the water? Why all of a sudden? She and then quickly it was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And so you're right. The rest of the girls... Uh, very quickly realize something's up. And they all rally around to try to make her feel better and very quickly settle on, let's just go back. You want to go back to the to the house? We'll go back to the house. We'll take all this food to go. Um, we'll go back to the house. Except for... Luann. Your girl Luann. And now this is the moment. It's just an expression. It's just it. an expression. I you can tell it. by the way you're looking at me you hate it, but it's just an expression. I'm not it's saying your it's girl. it's not she's literally your girl. your girl. She's your girl. You know she's, why? Cuz you guys girl. are like twins. <laughs> she's not my girl. Anyway, very similar. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, Luann decides, "Hey, I'm going to the I'm going to the beach. We're right here by the beach. I'm going to the beach." So, well, everybody else goes home. She's like, "I'm going to the beach." And she does in fact go to the beach. Okay. So this is what I think is happening here. You can kind of see, if you watch it back, right? We're all waiting for the drama, like how does this turn out? But if you watch it back, you'll see in Sonia's face, she's trying to put, as soon as the meeting ended, they walked to the car, she's trying to put on a very strong constitution and like, hey, I did this, I'm gonna keep a positive attitude. But you can see in her face, she's starting to feel affected. And then, you know, sure enough, by the time they get to the cabana, she's she spirals, right? She's She kind of loses control and she loses it. But her mindset is, listen, I did this because whatever it was the right thing to do I was trying to keep a positive attitude it affected her people have emotional breakdowns because shit happens that's okay we're all human and then from Luann's perspective you know she's on this very straight and narrow path of sobriety and she kind of has to be disciplined and diligent about it otherwise she will fall off right so she's like I need to do what I need to do to stay sober I if that means I have to have yoga, I have to go to meetings, I have to, you know, 
remove myself from certain situations that trigger me. I have to stay. So I kind of understand. I'm not saying, listen, the right thing for her to do would have been to rally around her friend who needs her, but she's also dealing with a demon simultaneously, right? What is more important, my sobriety or hey, my friend Sonia has friends around her right now. They're going to take her back to the house. They're going to handle it. I, I need to mm, go for the swim. Very contrarian opinion. I'm, I, and, I, and I know that, that it will be. Very but all contrarian. I'm saying is we always have conflicts because we're always like, no, the right thing to do is A. Where, you know, people are very nuanced and things are in the gray and everyone has feelings and it doesn't mean that one feeling is right and the other feeling is wrong. Everyone's allowed to have their feelings. Everyone has personal struggles. Luann's happens to be a very big one. Alcoholism is a huge uphill battle. If she has it in her mind, she needs to operate a certain way that's kind of rigid and maybe affects her friends. You kind of got to do that to get out of the dark. Okay, but if you're taking that position though, right? This is not an isolated incident. Up until this episode, I was on the fence about is because we were we even said in an episode here that that we were in a discussion we had. Is it too over the top? Is the hate for Luann too over the top? Right. And I was starting to think maybe it maybe it is a little bit. And then this episode happened. And while what you're saying may be true, listen, Barbara, supportive of Luann, friend of Luann, Luann completely has abandoned her. Mm-hmm. The reason, the whole reason that Sonia went to this meeting was because Luann started in on her. Oh, you should come to a meeting. You should come to a meeting. So for her to to basically goad, G-O-A-D, her into this meeting and then go through the meeting and then completely abandon her one second after the meeting is over, even as she's expressing her troubles with that meeting, I'm sorry. I get you have your stuff to do, but you are a totally uncaring biatch at that point. Okay, so she goes to the beach. By the way, not only she doesn't only go to the beach, she ignores, we're led to believe, a text message about, about hey, could you get fries. those truffle fries? Yeah, she didn't give a fuck about the truffle fries. Not only that, then she finds the Fillmore Theater there in Miami, where her poster is proudly displayed there. She gets somebody to take a picture. I mean, we are at the height of, we, we talked about this, we know somebody in our lives who just has come into a modicum of fame right and he has lost his ever loving mind in two weeks in fact so much so that i had somebody else telling me like yeah your boy is uh, out of control just today just this morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. luann luann is this on steroids yeah i don't I, I i agree with you i really do and last episode i did say it the episode we did not publish <laughs> I, reason for non-publish your travel Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I was saying, you know, I took the opposite position that I'm taking today, basically. Like, I was saying, you know, Luann is Me selfish. Both? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, no, no. yeah. No, we're kind of we're flipping, and I think, but, yeah. but I think both it, it, um, indications are true. They're present, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Luann has always been a kind, a selfish, self-centered person, right? She was the countess, and it's like, oh, everyone world i'm the countess but she and, is really like she's lost her damn mind yeah it's it's point. definitely more pronounced oh now. i love being on stage yeah it's more pronounced now she found her space and whatever but so you know i think sometimes you need to make adjustments to friendships and that's okay so some people can be friends with her if they can tolerate that 
you know, I think that Barbara might have tolerated that, but Barbara's now trying to come into another, you know, not just Luann's life, not come into, she's been in Luann's life, but then coming into Luann's friends. And it's not working out for her because of how these women feel about Luann. If this is how they feel about Luann, they should authentically, not sever ties, but they should take a break from Luann. Then there's then there's breakdown number three. Breakdown number three. The coup de gras, the creme de la creme. Which I couldn't think of anything else. French phrases. It has to be French because of cabaret. I don't know. Okay, coup de gras, creme de la creme. So Bethany breaks down, and I. No, okay, so yeah, yeah before, in quotes before you even get there. So Bethany, now you may feel differently about her, but from a uh, from the perspective of this intrepid reporter. No, from, from my perspective, um, what's happening is that Bethany has managed once again to insert herself into this in a way that is not congruent with reality. So she, at the dinner table, the thing that sets this off at the dinner table and by the way, how about the rest of the uh, the folks in the restaurant, like, not really reacting until the very end? Like, really? Is everybody not noticing this screaming match? So it starts because um, young Tinsley, after macking with some 60-year-old dude, I think he's 60, right? After allowing, after allowing his tongue to penetrate her esophagus. Do you want me to keep going? Oh, that was too disgusting. Tinsley, uh, feeling good about herself, had a couple drinks. And so Tinsley stumbles over a couple words, and Luann, without missing a beat, makes fun of it. Later tries to act like she was just looking for innocent clarification, but I think everybody saw she was totally jumping on it. Mm-hmm. She was, oh, I'm sorry, what, what was it that you said? And Bethany, quite appropriately, because of that, loses her fucking mind. Where it's probably a little over the top after that, though, is that then Bethany makes it about Dennis, right? Who we've talked about before. Dennis, her ex, who died. Bethany goes down the road of, first of all, how dare you with Tinsley, which is 100% true. But then goes down the road of, did you ever ask me about how I'm doing about Dennis? And while that is probably a fair assertion... Bethany has this history of inserting herself into fucking everything. We just saw it earlier in the episode with, hey, yeah, yeah, you have bad energy, Barbara. I'm going to save you from the bad energy kind of, kind of angle. Um, here she is again, and she made it all about herself, and she went fucking crazy. Somewhat justified, but because it's Bethany, she had to make it also about herself. But three breakdowns in one show... You say everybody breaks down? Not at the rate these girls. Not at no. the statistical rate that these girls do. <laughs> For sure not. And this brings up a lot of, like, I have, like, theories in my mind right now because, you know, theories about not being at home and having some kind of anxiety around that, being on vacation with friends who really, I know that they're friends and a lot of them are longtime friends, but if you're not a, if you're not really comfortable, then you can't really relax when you're not in your own space, you're in a new place, um, and then add alcohol it's always it it became a very toxic trip and then 
if I just look back and kind of do a snapshot of this episode, what I'm noticing is Bethany is, she kind of, she's the antagonist and then she comes in to try and be the hero at the end. And she did a lot of talking this episode, right? She didn't she, shut up. Right. So she was like ringmaster. She was really like queen bee. She was like, she she took over every breath and every space and every scene. And she was, you know, acted as though she was like the teacher. And then everyone else would fall in line and agree with her. And so it became, it, 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 she, whoever she would focus on, they then became the focus of the attack. It felt like an attack, right? And so if I'm just thinking about this, you know, I feel like that was Bethany's anxiety at play. She, you know, is, she, she's, she's, she's not really connected to any of these women. She's not really connected to anyone because my theory has always been Bethany cannot connect emotionally with people. She has right. a block up. I think you're right. So she was over talking and she was like trying to control every situation. And then she was, you know, that's her way of getting back the control when she feels anxious. And so finally in the end, the last scene, she can't take Luann's bullshit anymore. She can't control Luann. She's the only person there that she can't control and mind fuck. And so she loses her shit and just shits all over Luann. And then my theory is she has the final meltdown because she's realizing I look batshit crazy. Now I'm going to... Either she's letting it all go and surrendering to her batshitness and just she has she cries because she has nothing else to do, or she, you know, d- turns it around because she does that victim mentality thing, and it's like, okay, now I'm gonna get ev- start crying and get everyone to feel sorry for me, and they'll they'll still be on my side. There's definitely a point where she has gone too far, right? It's the person who takes that one step off the ledge and they can't get back to the ledge anymore. They're falling. That, that's that's often you. Yeah, I've seen it a lot of times. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so um, that happens in there and she loses her, her mind. But in the end, because it's Bethany, it's like you can't help but have a, a, a thought in your head like, you making this shit about yourself? Oh, we're going to bring up Dennis? Is that what we're going to do? That's... Perhaps unfair, but that's what Bethany has earned. Yeah, it's like right? our mind goes there, but are we the bad people for thinking that? Right. Or is it because you've kind of trained us to think that about you because somehow it always ends up being right. about you? And she didn't, ha- and I wish she hadn't done that because she didn't have to do that. Luann was so in the moral wrong on everything. First of all, you know that scene where, where I mentioned the Fillmore, that was the Jackie Gleason Theater, mm-hmm. and Luann walks in front of her poster. Fillmore was called the Jackie Gleason Theater, oh. and uh, and Luann walks in front of her poster. And I don't know if this was for the cameras or what, but she literally out loud goes, "Amazing!" <laughs> oh, who looks no, at their and, own poster, and right? I, I, maybe... And audibly goes, "Oh boy, that is something else, huh? That is amazing! <laughs> Look at me!" Look at me. Yeah. That's essentially what she was saying. It's like true. really that that's it, not an internal dialogue no. like if it's it, She put if, it out there. She's like amazing. Look at me. Look at me. Not- I am amazing. And then she's posing for the picture and whether she's talking to the woman taking her picture or the camera crew, she's like great, right? Yeah. Right? She's right. looking for validation like validate me, validate me. I have made it here and I I need 
to know that everyone thinks I'm so great. And as, as we were reminded of in these scenes from next week's episode, by the way, moving to Thursdays, two weeks left in the season. Yeah, why? I don't know. Um, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. Um, she has so, I was going to say so little talent. She is talentless. We hear her singing again and it's just like, oh my God, are you rapping now on this song? Because by the way, you cannot keep the beat of this rap. If that's what we're calling it these days. But anyway, there was that. And then, oh, she was bitching about the fact that she was last in line for the massages. Why? Because she was out all day and, you know, she didn't get the proper massage that she wanted the length of time. Uh, And then the other thing, I don't know if you caught, because I reacted to it when we were watching it together. There's a testimonial during that last scene with Bethany where um, before it got to the Bethany part, I guess when, or maybe it wasn't the Bethany part, but it was, she was reacting to, to Sonia's, what she, from her perspective was, oh, I didn't see it coming. Sonia was getting so triggered and so upset. And she goes, I didn't know she made, she made such a 360 degree turn. I know. Bothers oh me too. Oh my god. What do you mean bothers? It's just you're dumb with a capital D. Yeah, it's like the people... girl is dumb. People don't know that's a song. It's run DMC. Yeah. It's like people who say supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. What was it? Oh my god, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, supposedly. <laughs> I'd like to uh Supposedly she did a three sixty and make... she's a completely different person. <laughs> Even though that would mean she's in the same spot. I didn't know she'd make such a 360. I mean, it is... Here's the thing. I completely wanted to say last week, again, maybe the, 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 the anti-Luann sentiment was just ganging up mean girls. And maybe it was a little over the top. But you know what? She, she deserves it. Can you tell everyone what the correct thing would be to say instead of 360? 180 degrees. <laughs> right. You didn't know? Of course I did. <laughs> it reminds me of this time, a very long time ago, when I texted you something. So we didn't really know each other as well. And I texted you something, and you, Steve, you, you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah. And then, I'm sure I was accurate, though. And then you, you, no, I said, you said something. I texted back, old dog, new tricks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And what did I say back again? I don't know what you said, but I felt compelled to explain it. Yeah, all right. That's right. You over-explained something. I was like, oh, is that what that means? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, that didn't turn out very No, what did, what, did, what did, I made some I comment, right? Know. That you over-explained it. Story. You over-explained something. You're right. No, because Old dog, new tricks. And then you're like, so you see there's an old dog. Yeah. And typically (laughs) when dogs are of a certain age, they don't have the mental capacity (laughs) to learn a new trick. And I'm like, oh my God, what is up with this girl? Thank you for the explanation. Really? That's what you thought? That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Well, had I known that then, I wouldn't be sitting here You wouldn't have this podcast now. Woo! That took a turn, a 360 degree (laughs) turn. Yes, indeed. Supposedly, we wouldn't have been together. Okay. Anyway, that was, they've had now two out of three weeks. Because I would argue last week's episode, the sandwich episode in between what I would call the most spectacular episode ever. Agreed. And then this massive trifecta of breakdown episode. Yeah. Two out of three weeks, they have had the most incredible episodes ever with the one sucky episode in between. Agree. And now there's only two weeks left in the season? 
Is that true? Is that what I heard? Please say no. Don't I thought me. I heard that. It, it could be. You, you could be right. I wow. don't know. I just don't want to look ahead because I'm just so afraid of it ending because it's... <sighs> Cabaret is everything. <laughs> you just have Ramona just... <laughs> Ramona is... There should be a scene where she finally gets laid and we get to see her making love. Just do porn already. Ramona is just a the biggest horn dog I've ever seen in my life. She just is constantly she will drop everything for a dude. By the way, that picture of her with Harry Dubin, them making out, it, Tinsley was right. It's like crocodile mouths going at each other, and nobody wants to see Harry Dubin and Ramona doing that. Nobody. Why? why? Well, I think you know why. Explain to no, us, young girl. Why, why don't you go ahead? And, why don't you go ahead and explain it? Because no one wants to see that. Why? Because it's just it's not appealing. Are, are we being ageist or no? We might be. <gasps> ageism. Oh, that's not cool. I don't know if it's ageism. I mean, would you like to see, I don't know, pick your two most attractive celebrities. Let's do it again. Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendez. Would you like to see them making out? Huh? Sure. Okay, there's your point. Your age is too. No, it's not because of their age. Oh, is it not? Is there attractiveness? Ryan Gosling is pretty old. Is there though. attractiveness? Is that what it is? Either way, you're being an ist. Somehow you're being an ist. So don't accuse me of being the only ist here. You're also an ist. I don't know if it's age, attractivist. You're definitely a lookist. You and Ramona, two peas in a pod. Got to run into Ramona again. Ramona, moist 24-7. Stop it. So, um, by the way, Tinsley, we're, we're, they're desperately trying to just shove in a Tinsley storyline. So now Tinsley, is that guy 60, that guy Brett 60? Did I get that right? I think you heard that, but I'm not sure I heard 60. Could have been 50. It was either 50 or 60. He doesn't look 60. He looks 50. So maybe he's 50. Whew, 50. That's a lot of years right there. A lot right? of years. A lot of years. A lot of years. Where your S's turn into sh's. Um, I'm 50. 50 years old. Is that Molly Shannon? Yeah. Um, so there's that. And so Tinsley, she says she's a kissing slut. Yeah, that's okay. Is it? Sure. Oh my god. In some way, isn't that more intimate than anything? Kissing sluts? Kissing is more intimate than effing? I mean, in some weird way, right? Because you're face to face. Now this explains everything. (laughs) Okay, guys. You know what I mean? Excuse me. Do you know what I mean? I have to end the podcast. (laughs) I need a therapy appointment immediately. Supposedly it is. Supposedly it's more intimate. Okay, you know what? That's a really good question. I wonder how many people and i feel like it might be weighted towards men yeah. might think that kissing is more intimate than sexual Depends relations how you define the word intimate right i think it's a, it's a semantic of the word intimate define yours buddy it <laughs> yeah, now i'm buddy <laughs> uh, buddy uh, buddy come on <laughs> i think you know what i mean i don't you do no explain you do <laughs> You do. By the way, uh, DeBay is Canadian, so she sometimes she goes don't instead of don't. Her and her ex-boyfriend will get into arguments where uh, she goes... We don't argue. Yeah, yeah, you do. He no, goes, we he, were agreeing. It sounds like we are, but we were... Oh, yeah, right. You, you were like, don't about something. And he immediately responds with, I won't. And I'm observing this, and I'm like, what fucking Canadian shit is this? Don't. I won't. My God. The two, of, the two of yous. You know, we have a lot of Canadian listeners. So I you... love Canada. 
By the way, I'm on Game Plus. I know, Mr. Big Time. Toronto. Okay. So, to Buddy, you don't want to explain hey, can I yourself? ask you a Toronto question? Yes, sir. Uh, would you take a, if I said to you, the, the Toronto Raptors, because you're from Toronto. Yes, sir. If, if the Raptors are on the cusp of an NBA championship, oh, yes. as we record this, heading into game six tonight. Yes. If I said to you, look, DeBay, the Raptors, you don't get to have this championship. I'll take it away. You, you forego the Raptors championship, and in exchange, the Maple Leafs get to be at a Stanley Cup finals at least once in the next three years. Would you take that trade? I would not. And here's why. And I know you're saying, I think your theory is Canadians are obsessed with hockey. And we have a very love deep, the Leafs more we than do. anything. I, more than anything. More than Tim Hortons. More than the Maple Leafs. More than Jamaican beef patties. More than Jamaican beef patties. More than beaver tails. More than everything. You don't know what a beaver tail is? More than Scarborough. Blah. More than ketchup chips. More. Okay. So I acknowledge more than that. Poutine? Oh, easy with the poutine. Yeah. I acknowledge that uh, what I think is, you know, we are also a very progressive town. Okay, we don't, are don't very... Brag. No, we are though. Okay, we we're so we're so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> no, we are. And so I think that it's like, you know, if we can be game changers or leaders in the NBA, then that's we're down with that. You know, and hockey will always be our firstborn. Do you know the uh, St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup Championship last night that the Leafs are now the team that has gone the longest without, without a cup? A, oh, that's about to turn, mister. <laughs> and I would lay a wager on that. <laughs> Still could turn. Um, so anyway, so uh, yeah, that was quite the episode. I think these girls are, uh, well... Here's where I will get what I will give you, and here's the difference between New York and every other show that's ever existed. You know, with the show The Real World, I know for those who are of a certain age, unfamiliar. Some people say that the only authentic Real World was the very first Real World in New York, when way back when, because they didn't know what they were getting into, and even though these cameras were running, they were still essentially living their lives with the arguments that were normal in day-to-day and the conflicts that were normal day-to-day. And then everyone after that, maybe the next year in L.A. was somewhat authentic, but after that, everybody knew the cameras were on, they knew how this worked, they had seen how real worlds exist. And so it was all a little bit contrived from that point forward. I will say this about Real Housewives of New York that I will not say about any other show, certainly not in the Real Housewives franchise. They appear to be 100% authentically engaging each other at all times. Like, it's almost as if the cameras are not on. When they bicker, when they break... I mean, these... Are you going to act these breakdowns? Good Lord. Like, clearly you don't care the cameras are on. Well, I think Bethany is an exception. I think she's always aware. how How does that breakdown in any way enhance her brand? It does not. So authenticity, it certainly is. I'm not sure she's focused on the brand, though. In that but moment. that's what I mean. But, but she's like, just focused on, like, allow me to take over. Allow me to be the center of attention. Anyway, I, I give you credit because you're right. This show is without question more authentic than any yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that. I think you got that from me. That's why, I, that's why I'm giving you credit. Supposedly you said it. Well, that's a 360, isn't it? Okay, I think we've milked that one too. (laughs) Okay. 
Here we are. Do you are. want to make some predictions? Please. How this season 11 should end? My prediction is, since we're getting into the world of predictions, uh, you said on a previous podcast that they're considering getting rid of a couple of cast members here. Yes. And Luann was one of them. Luann and um, Ramona are on the chopping block. Which is, Which to me is fascinating. Why would you ever get rid of Ramona Singer? Okay, so my prediction is that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. My prediction is that Luann does go. Really? Yeah. Because I think, if you think about in Andy Cohen, by the way, Andy Cohen, St. Louis Blues fan, was at the uh, was in Boston last night, Don, with his whole St. Louis Blues jersey on yesterday. Cool. Um, I think that they will get to that, you know, they always have a conversation behind the scenes. And I think Luann will hang herself. Because I think Luann will make some sort of cocky, arrogant remark about her cabaret shows and how she she will say something that will put Andy off so much. Because Andy, let's face it, Andy created her. Andy is responsible for her entire stardom. But she will say something she can't help herself that will be so cocky that Cohen will snap her from the show. That's my prediction. It's interesting. I have a different theory about Bethany. It's always about Bethany. She's she is kind of a master manipulator. And I just find I feel like, you know, if Bethany doesn't like you, she kind of has this indirect power to out you. Mm-hmm. So that could be at play. You think Carol's gone because of Bethany? You think Carol didn't do that on her own? I don't know. I feel like Bethany is so good at whatever she puppeteers that she makes people hang themselves almost. She can drive them to to that place. But I I don't know. I don't have a prediction. If anything, I think that Andy would kind of be more um, business-minded about this decision and think, okay, well, if Luann's storyline is going to continue to be cabaret and sobriety i'm not sure that sticks and so maybe we bring in a new character i just want to plead with bravo and andy if you could give barbara another chance i promise i'll make her over i'll make her look more relevant and and um i just feel like you know we've all been there a little girl feeling kind of on the outside and she should get her redemption and she should have the same opportunity as everyone else got it's really difficult to come in you know in the later years when everyone's already established their connections and you know Ramona just doing the whole hazing like college stupid you know mean girl thing to her and excluding her it's just not fair well done well said thank you okay follow me on twitter at i am debay you can catch us on instagram at real housewives podcast and degill amazing look at me amazing <laughs>